It's amazing when we come together like today and celebrate as one. It, it felt like we were in this thing together. Now, I want to prophesy something to you that I see that's going on right now. It's really going to be about unity over the next two or three months. Now, I want to say it this way. NATO has never been tested. Never been tested. And if you don't think that the test of unity, first of all, and since it's never been tested, they don't even know really who is the apostolic strength over them. They don't know what nations will stand behind them. They don't know what's going to happen. And notice how, as Amber was saying today, that evil structure that rules in Russia, they knew to move before Ukraine became a part of NATO. And what you're going to see is the test of all tests starting now. And this is really what I think the war is over, over the next three months, over unity. Who's aligning to really war and what are they warring against? See, because it's not even clear. And if here's where we don't want to be naive. If President Biden thinks he can do sanctions that will change Russia's mind, somebody laugh out loud. (laughs) We go way back with Russia. And he won't be able to do that. Russia will just go to China. They'll align for a season. And in latter, and that's exactly what's happening right now. And so you, you can't go with nations like Amber was saying. You have to say, Lord, we've got to see righteousness spring up like a root through some of this structure and speak forth what needs to be spoken forth. And that's the way we're going to be praying, and we're going to watch, and we're going to say, I know what kingdom and what nation I'm a part of, and yes, I will pray for the land God puts me in, and I will pray for the kingdom of God, to ri- a remnant to rise up in that land where the voice of God can be heard clearly and gain influence in the lands around it. Now, I am praying very specifically for Poland right now because we've been there so many times, and we do know there is a strong remnant there, but it has a Catholic uh, uh, rulership over it that is more linked with government. And so we're in a very precarious place, but I think all of a sudden we can learn to watch And see how the Lord is moving in the earth. All nations reconcile around Israel. Just remember that. All nations reconcile around Israel. And in latter days, you're going to see China and Russia aligned against Israel. These are things that can't be stopped. What the enemy loves to do is get them out of God's timing. Therefore, they can, he can create havoc unnecessarily in the world where, 
where it doesn't need to be at this time. And so we are standing in the gap, decreeing by faith that this is a time that the kingdom of God will rise strong. Marja Moore, as you're going to be ministering in Washington, stand up, put your hand on her right there. We send you forth. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the anointing that's on you, and we send you back into Washington to move forward. Don't forget, next Sunday is First Fruits. We have KHA commissionings at 8 in the morning. That is a wonderful commissioning service because really all of this is about harvest. And then we celebrate the second month of Adar. This is a leap month. Think leap month as we go into spring. And as I said earlier, Daniel Namber will have that uh, seven-day prayer focus ready for us, and we'll send it out tomorrow. Put your hand on somebody and say, we're moving forward. Now, now. Let me share a few things with you. I mean, it's just awesome what God is doing. Let's thank God for what he's doing right now. Now, we are living in a new era. Now, uh, that's when we first started saying that, we need to really understand that this Passover era, every year as we approach Passover, there will be another war and rumor of war. And we have to keep crossing over until we come into a place of conquest this season. All of you on the web, you need to know you are just connected. You know your army, wherever you are worldwide that you're connected with to advance. We had a wonderful gathering here uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mario Bramnick and f- group, y'all stand up. Let's thank, get, thank God for how they have served our nation and how they are serving our nation. It was over government conflicts. It was over how we move forward as God's government with government. Now, Here's what the Lord kept saying to me all week long. This will be a time to press up. Everybody say press up. Press in and press through. So he said, get used to pressing. Look at somebody and say, you might as well press. You're going to press up. You're going to press in. You're going to press through. Now, That's what we want to look at today. How are we going to do this? See, this new era we're living in is an era about the voice of God. It's about our voice. It's about how we speak, how the atmosphere that is around us is being contended for. This was even said uh, this week. And we've been saying it for since uh, for two years now. We are determining the rule for our future. It was said this week, the world rule will be determined out of this conflict that's presently going on. And so what we have to see is, and don't get into things that are too high for you. Don't try to change everything you 
that you're not called to change. Choose your wars carefully because all you want to do is be sure you change the atmosphere that God is calling you to change right now. But you have to be aware of how all sorts of things are happening that, that are encroaching, encroaching on your atmosphere. And you have to know that the enemy would love to take over your atmosphere. Now, with that, it's a very supernatural time. We have, to, we have to know that we are not living in something that we can just set one, two, three, four, or we can just determine if we'll just do this method, things will work out. No. That is not the season we're in. This is a supernatural season, and we must hear supernaturally. We must keep pressing supernaturally. I have watched Pam and I have to really press forward. Now, here is just a real joy. Miss Pierce decided to come and be with us today. Please stand up. It's the first time in seven weeks she's had this cast off of her arm. I have felt really protected these seven weeks. She was limited to how she could backhand me. It, it, it was just an interesting seven weeks. I, I did cook a little. No. I ordered a lot. Now, so here's what we want to understand. We are restoring a covenant root. Now, all of what the promises of God, every promise of God is linked to a covenant root. So you've got to know what covenant root are you sprouting from. You've, you've got to know how you are sprouting. See, over in Galatians, over in Romans, it talks about how we're grafted in to Abraham's covenant. See, you've got to know that all war is over the covenant. It's a covenant war. And you also have to know there is anti-God forces that do not want the covenant to manifest. That is called Antichrist. How many of you uh, grew up Baptist watching those rapture movies? Uh, you know, and knowing that the Antichrist was coming and we were going to be raptured out. Uh, well, there is anti-God forces that would love to stop the blessings of God from manifesting. You have enemies. You have enemies in the spirit and they manifest through the flesh. So you have to be able to discern your enemies. And with that, what you want to do is to be sure that Holy Spirit, the only resisting force of evil, has access to you. If Holy Spirit has access to you, Holy Spirit is the resisting, enforcing force against evil. 
So when you allow Holy Spirit to manifest in you, all of a sudden your atmosphere changes. That's why if you've ever been part of a root system that denies Holy Spirit, you want to renounce that. I am so thankful I had a grandmother that when I was 12 said, don't, don't let those Baptists in your family uh, talk about those Pentecostal people who speak in tongues. They know Holy Spirit. They can talk all they want, but don't you believe them. Therefore, when Holy Spirit came and visited me and I came to know Holy Spirit, I didn't reject it. And therefore, when any religious force would try to reject or lean on their own humanistic logic, I was able to say, but I, I've got to hear Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's got to manifest. So I know how the Spirit will enforce this. That is the real issue in the world today. How will Holy Spirit enforce God's government in the earth? Mario, I think that's the way for us to say it. How will Holy Spirit have liberty to enforce God's government in the earth realm? He can use anybody to enforce God's government in the earth realm. Now, that's important that we see that. Now, so if... The voice coming out of your house is so important, and that's what this whole era is about, especially this year. What you say becomes the most important thing you're going through. Look at somebody and say, it's what you say and how you say it. It's called the power of confession. See, we went even, many of you didn't go through that phase in the body of Christ where everything was just name it and claim it. No, that's really not what the power of confession is. The power of confession, the word is homologeo, and it means that you are in one, in unity with what's being said. I don't even have to like somebody to be in unity with them. I mean, Pam and I are in our 50th year of marriage. <laughs> but we know how to come into agreement with over what God is saying. We are both very gifted. We are both very strong. And we could butt heads at least 12 times a day. But... When he says something and we come into agreement with it, then we say it. And hell can't stop it. Because where there's two touching and agreeing on what he's saying in heaven and they're speaking it in the earth, it's already done. So... <clears throat> What you say, what, how you speak, what that word confession means is this. It means you're saying the same thing heaven's saying. 
Therefore, you have heaven backing you in the earth realm. It means you're in agreement, and where there's two in agreement, hell can't shake it loose, people. It means, see, the power of confession, by the confession of your mouth, you are saved. We forget that. You're saved by grace, but some way or another, you're going to have to say it. You're not going to be able to hold that and never say that out loud that you are redeemed, that you belong to a holy God who sent his son, who died and shed his blood for you, who resurrected from the dead and allowed his spirit to stay here to live in you. You, that is who you are. By that confession, you are saved. And you can tell every demon in hell to back away from it. It means that you are going to declare and admit what you know should be said. It's the same word used with promise. See, this is why we don't see a lot of promises happen. Because they have to be said into the atmosphere. And if they're not said in the atmosphere, they don't happen in the atmosphere. This is what I always say, because we've been going to Washington, D.C. Mario's just had his four-year stint up there. And we've been going on and on and on since the early 90s, late 80s and had great access in, but there has to be a voice established that keeps saying what needs to be said. I think that's probably why the enemy and I have problems. Because he knows I will keep saying what needs to be said. I don't have to do everything right. I don't have to be everything right. I just have to keep saying what heaven is saying to him. And when he speaks back to me, I am going to have to have a word to say back to him. Now, this is how simple this is. Quit trying to make this life hard. This is what life is about. Life is movement. You carry life. God is love. And when you speak what God is saying... The power of that goes into your atmosphere, and all of, your, all of a sudden, that atmosphere has to take a shift, one way or the other. And this word of confession is meant to, is linked with decreeing the namesake you're representing. Now, I'm going to say that again. Hallowed be thy name. That's why he taught his disciples that. You are carrying a namesake that you have to speak accordingly. 
And when you speak accordingly, that name is sealed in the thing you are speaking to. That's why hell hates the power of confession. See, Robert is teaching this incredible series on faith. I mean, it's just phenomenal. But I kept thinking, I'm not sure they're getting this little part. Because they're going to have to say it to see it. When I got that bad diagnosis and got the picture, I called. I said, I, I'm not going to go whining to everybody over this. I said, Chad, you're going to look at this picture. Uh, Daniel, you're going to look at this picture. John Mark, you're going to look at this picture. And you're going to lay hands on it and speak into it and tell it in my stomach, line up. Come on. And they did. Well, that's all you can do. And then you say what needs to be kept saying. Then God told me something on February the 1st. He said, this is what we're not going to do this month. I said, okay, we won't do it. Pam said, well, I've told you not to do that for three years. I said, yeah, but (laughs) you don't carry as much I said, I'm very afraid of you, but I'm more afraid of God. (laughs) So, So when he said it, I said, okay, I'm in agreement with you. And I knew that if I would do that, it would be the next place of healing that would come in. I mean, it's crazy what we have to go through. You just have to go through it, people. You have to learn to go through it. And it means publicly, you are every time. I love James when he leads us in worship because he looks like he's celebrating. Do you know that's what confession is? Public worship is, is a celebrating confession. When we come together like this, listen, all those demons out there in this whole atmosphere that we represent, we have people from Kansas, we have people from Florida, we have people from all over today. All of those, and all of those on the web, all of a sudden we are a celebrating confession of what we believe. And the agreement of us celebrating together is what we do when we take communion. Which we haven't felt led to do that prophetic act yet. Because I want to be sure that we understand it is a profession. It is a confession. And it has to be homologeo 
where it produces agreement between heaven and earth. And what happens when that happens is confidence is in your voice. Powers in your voice. Assurance is in your voice. And what you say will happen. Say I am the voice of heaven. And I'm telling you, God's about to make us a confessing wild tribe. See, Revelation uncovers. Go ahead, Brian. Every time you confess you're, and you're saying what heaven's saying, you're uncovering something that the enemy's covered over in the earth. Lord, we loose the power of the Spirit of God and all of its confession into the nations today. Taiwan, I told Brian yesterday, I'll call you this week. You better rise up and say what God is saying. And when you speak prophetically, see, It's not just human words coming out of you. You are carrying the voice and heart and mind of God. Law and life are being expressed. That's why some people will put so many chains on you by speaking. They will chain you down. You have to know how to get past those chains that's being put on you by somebody speaking to you. Come on, say I'm a chain breaker. Mario, this is how I prayed for you. I got up at five yesterday and started praying for all of you. I say when they go forth, they're going to go in and see where chains have formed and they're going to have the right word that produced such a chain-cutting power that things are going to start going free like never before. See, heaven's words creates, they create events in the earth realm. And out of the events come freedom. That's the way you want to think. When God said, let there be light, an event was created against all the chaos that was there. When Moses was sent to Pharaoh and said, let my people go, it created an event called Passover that produced freedom. Same way with your life. And so, your message becomes this overcoming testimony. This is why hell hates, doesn't want this faith thing to get loose. Because your message becomes this overcoming testimony against what the enemy is using as a blockade. In 2004, when I went to Ukraine, they had one of the largest churches after uh, the fall of the Iron Curtain had happened. And 
you could see how the enemy was determined to remove that church from that nation. It had grown so incredibly and it had been provided for and faith was moving and you knew right then hell will because that whole piece of territory there could become such a stronghold for the Lord versus a stronghold for the enemy. Therefore, it became a place that would be warred over. We're seeing it manifest today. That's almost 20 years later. Now, with that, See, you prophesy according to your faith. You're activating this gift of faith. And when you're moving by faith and you're speaking by faith, you're gaining strength to turn the battle at the gate. You have a gate you will walk through today. Now, remember that. The minute you stand up from that chair, you're going to walk through some gate. When you walk through a door, that's a gate. When you walk through an entryway, that's a gate. Used to, one of the things we would do going to all the nations we would go to, uh, and Peter and Doris have sent us to almost every nation in the world, we would stop and tell the gates that Holy Spirit was coming in. And we would say, the blood of the Lord Jesus is set against you. Then we would have to maneuver past the wars at the gate to get positioned properly. Every border crossing is a gate. And by faith, we, are, we have been set in this earth at this time to turn the battle at the gate. Now, Brian, just leave that up there because I, I want to just talk about that. You will be contending today at some gate. Therefore, you have to establish at that gate the name of the Lord some way. You can only do that by speaking. Now, I, this is what this boils down to. The name of the Lord is in you. He knit it in you. When you submit your spirit back to him, all of his name comes alive. But you have to learn how to use that name. You have to learn. That was what he was telling the disciples. You're going to have to learn how to pray. Hallowed be thy name. When you pray. Our Father who art in heaven. We are representing your namesake. Hallowed be thy name. The word name is not some concrete thing. It is linked with air and atmosphere. Shaman. Shamans. That's why shamans know how to manifest atmospheres and use atmospheres. 
We watched Pam and I in the 70s when we were ministering out in New Mexico on one Indian reservation. We watched with our eyes a shaman do a dance and set a whirlwind in motion and send toward the Bible school. With our eyes saw it. Him dancing, the whirlwind forming, and him sending it by word up to the Bible school where we were teaching. Therefore, the first Baptist pastor over the Bible school looked at me and said, you know how to speak in tongues, you about to do that right now. <laughs> he threw that Baptist thing out the window when the tornado started coming. And I thought to myself, my gosh, you know, I must have lights on my back that tell all those Baptists I speak in tongues. And he said, you command it to go. You command it to go back. You know, I did later think, I wonder why he didn't command it to go back. What would have happened? But, they, but that shaman probably wouldn't have sent it if he wasn't threatened by the spirit that was in the atmosphere. Now, because of that, you are contending for the identity that God has at your next gate. That's what this whole meeting was about for three days here. How are we going to contend to establish God and his rule at the gate, no matter who is in office? Yes. This is where we're headed. That's why I told Robert, you know, I'm not one who likes to speak. I have spoken all over the world for, 40, for almost 50 years. I even spoke in school. I'm not one who likes to speak. And I said, Robert, but I think I need to speak this week. Because we have to know this is where we're headed at every turn. And God, God's going to make you confidence. He's going to make you enjoy it. He's going to make you learn to be who you are. He's going to make you realize that you are somebody. We were in some airport, I think it was Hong Kong, and somebody yelled out and said, aren't you somebody? When I was walking down there, I said, yeah, I'm somebody. <laughs> I said, tell him, Chad, I'm somebody. He stood out. He stood out. You're going to learn to enjoy life and not shy away from every little gate you Amen. walk through. You're going to learn that God can tell you to go sit on a stool next to somebody because either they are Jack the Ripper and you're going to rip them up or else you're going to take them out, or else you're going to take them in. I, I could teach so much. I, I, I'm going to leave you with this. When you understand 
the promises of God, it boils down to one thing. Whatever you're going through, this is what Genesis 5, this is what it boils down to. Genesis 3, verse 5. Whatever you're going through, here's your promise, bottom line. You have ultimate victory over the devil, your enemy. That's your bottom line. Now, sometimes you don't need to say a word till you know what to say. Because mere words do not threaten him. Therefore, when you start hearing that bubbling and that name is behind that word that you're about to say, all of a sudden when you speak it, that name is plastered over his mouth. You have to know that God is faithful to his promise and his promise was this, you can get your foot on his head. So when he is ruling, trying to rule you, you can get your foot on his head. That is who you are. Say, I am heavy footed. You can get your foot on his head. That is the promise of God in your life. And once you do that, God can say, now that you've got your foot on his head at that gate, I'm going to take you to this gate and this gate and this gate and this gate. And before long, you're going to be stepping high. Let's all stand up. Say, I'm ready to step. I'm going to step by faith. I'm going to step on what I need to step on. It's not going to be one of the minds of the enemy. I'm going to step past the, what the enemy's planted in my path. And I'm going to plaster it with his name. Say, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Sidkenu. Jehovah. 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 El Shaddai. Shout, I am that I am. Do you know what that means? I will be what you need for me to be when you go through your next gate. I'm going to be who you need me to be when I go through my next, your next gate and you use me and make yourself my namesake when you go through that gate, saith the Lord. Let's give a shout. Now turn, pray for two or three people.
Now pray for someone and say, you're going to be stepping higher this week. Tell them you're going to be crossing some fences you hadn't crossed. I love it. Now, now I want you to say this. Tell two or three people you're going to open the gate for other people. Now the last thing, say, I am going to worship seven straight days till I got so much joy that the enemy is going to stay out of my atmosphere. People of joy, give them a shout! send you forth to put his namesake on every gate you go through. Look at those gates back there and say his name is going to manifest in every way coming and going. His blessings are going to manifest coming and going. Now send his blessings before you and send his glory, call his glory behind you. Father, we submit to stand and gain new strength and turn the war at the gates in Jesus' name. Blessings, we bless you abundantly.